Welcome again to another wonderful broadcast. I uh, believe that God has been marvelous and wonderful to you and your family. I'd like to thank God for the privilege uh, for joining uh, in today's broadcast. And if it's the first time you're joining us, I believe that God is doing marvelous things in your lives, in your life. And I want to say a big uh, welcome to you. And if you're a regular on this channel, I want to thank God for your life. Uh, that God has given us this auspicious platform to bring uh, a world, his word to a world uh, that's in dire need of revival, uh, rejuvenation and invigoration. I thank God that together on this journey, we will get to our promised land. God in his magnanimity has been faithful to us. He's allowed us to see another marvelous day. And indeed, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. And be glad in it. I thank you for your continued um, commitment. And the Bible says that he that uh, endures to the end will be saved. So the journey, yeah, reward does not come midway. Reward comes at the end of the journey. I thank God for your life. And I know that God in his magnanimity will keep us going. and give us all the necessary empowerment and tools we need in order for us to achieve our greatness in life. Praise the Lord. Before we go into today's message, as our custom is, I like us to pray and to put God ahead of us so that the crooked way will be made straight and all the rough places will be made plain, you know, and mountains will be leveled and valleys will be filled. And I believe that God, only God has the capacity to do that. And when we put him ahead, he perfects all the consensus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another marvelous day. We thank you because this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the doing of the Lord, and it is indeed marvelous in our eyes. We thank you, Father, very much for your continued mercy and grace, your continued kindness and love that surpassed human comprehension. Lord, in spite of our unfaithfulness, in spite of our inadequacies, you have remained steadfast and faithful, and you have indeed remained resolute to keep blessing and to keep encouraging and to keep and uplifting us. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the blood that rescued us from the shackles of hell. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that came and gave us renewed hope and newness of life. We commit today's message and all of the things that will be done today onto your precious hands. We pray, Lord, that you will bring us into that glorious height where fulfillment of dreams and pursuit and, and purpose will be accomplished. We give you all the glory. We thank you for the door of utterance. We ask, Lord, that men would not be, uh, be, be mesmerized by the excellency of speech, nor by the wisdom of men, but by the power of God that you would visit us in the most unique way. In Jesus' blessed name, we have prayed. Thank God for his life and thank God for another Sunday. Our topic for today is uh, service for greatness. Remember, this is our year of attainment. And God has given us all of the nuggets that we need in order for us to fully come to that point in life where we can truly say that we have attained and only by God can we attain our desires in life. And so I will thank God for giving us this privilege and directing us in the way to go. So this topic, the topic for today is service for greatness. 
service for greatness. So what does service for greatness mean? You know that everything that God created, God created them for a purpose. God created everything, and that purpose is to render service. Uh, if you look at God's creation, you look at the sun, the star, the moon, you look at the trees, the wind, and anything at all that you can imagine, the sea and, and the streams and, and the mountains and the hills, all were created to offer service. Everything in life were created by God to give service. I mean, imagine if the sun stops to shine, if it stops, if the moon stops to shine, if the river and the wind stops to flow, if the river stops to flow and the wind ceases to, 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 to move, life becomes non-existent. And the same way God created man to do service. God created man because God wanted man to continue in the offering of service in order for existence to persist. God put man on this earth for service. It doesn't matter what your concept is. It doesn't matter what your philosophies are. It doesn't matter what your ideologies are. You must realize that the purpose of man on earth is for service. And if you misconstrue your purpose for service on earth, then you have missed it. Man must understand that is created for the perpetuation of creation by the services that he renders. Because if man ceases to render services and every other thing that God created ceases, then life itself ceases. If, for instance, the baker ceases to bake bread, and if the chef ceases to cook, and if you as a father ceases to be a father or a mother ceases to be a mother, everything in creation will come to an end because everything will come to a standstill and then ultimately the end will come. So God created this world and the reason why he created it is for it to keep moving. And the only way that the earth and the world keeps moving is because everything that is created offers its service. The wind blows. So you have pollination because there's wind blows the, the pollens into the stigma and the, and the rest of it. And man and wind allows man to breathe and, and creates the changes in weather and all of that. The sun shines and, and makes plants grow and the, and, and the moon shines and for, for seasons and for time. So man is not different. Man was created for service. Service is the reason why we exist. Service is the reason why creation perpetuates. Service is the reason why there's continuity to life. Service is the reason why God acknowledges and God realizes that man must be on earth in order for his creation to keep existing. And so if, when I talk, talk about service, I remember the story uh, that J Jesus gave uh, about the disciples, the disciples were going on their way. I mean, Jesus was telling them about the most, the most uh, important thing that was to happen to him. And these guys in, in Luke chapter 22, from verse 22, Jesus began to tell them, you know, uh, this is what's to befall me. And these guys were not a bit bothered about that. What was uppermost and topmost in their heart was who was to be the greatest. And they said to themselves in verse 24, and verse 23, they said, Luke 22, verse 23, they said, who, and they started to uh, argue amongst themselves, and they said, who should be counted the greatest among them? 
And so Jesus, understanding what was happening, said to them, do you know that the key to greatness is service? And Jesus then therefore went on to expound what he meant. Jesus said, ye know, in verse 24 and 25, all the way to 27, he said, ye know that the, uh, that the, the, the governors of the earth exercise uh, dominion over the Gentiles. He said also that the chief amongst them exercise authority and are called benefactors. He says, but it shall not be so among you. He say who to be, he says that whether is greater, is it he that seated at meat or he that serveth? And he said to them, I say unto you, it is not he that seated at meat, but he that serveth. So Jesus spelled it out that the key and the pathway to greatness is the way of service. God said that the pathway to dominion and victory and empowerment is service. That you become great, not by calling yourself great. You become great, not because you occupy a position of authority. You become great because of the service that you render. Jesus then said, I'm as one among you that serveth. That means I am your servant. I serve you, and my service is the pathway to my greatness. Service is my auspicious platform, my veritable um, my plane for the utmost in life. That if you want to be great, you know, amazingly, Jesus was not angry that they wanted to be great. In fact, as a matter of fact, if you go to Matthew 20, chapter 20, when Zebedee's mother, uh, the two boys, James and John, brought their mother to, to appeal to Jesus that they should sit, once you sit on his right hand and on his left hand, and so the motherly instinct kicked in and she said, I have to see and, and hold audience with Christ. And so Jesus granted her a request and said, what do you want? She said, uh, that my sons will be uh, uh, with you in your kingdom. And once you sit on your right hand and one on the left hand. And when the 10 apostles, the other disciples heard it, they were angry because, as you know, human nature always craves for relevance. Human nature always craves for importance. Human nature always craves for position. And Jesus therefore said to them, no problem. You could be great. In fact, greatness is a good thing. Jesus said, greatness is to be desired. Greatness is to be pursued. Greatness is to be aspired for. He didn't say, oh, what are you guys talking about? You want to be great? What do you mean by that? He said to them, if you want to be great, I can show you how to be great. And he said to them, if you desire greatness, simply do service. Jesus also said almost verbatim what he said in Luke chapter 20, 22. He said to them, he said, do you know that the princes of the Gentiles have dominion over them and that the chief among them exercise authority? He says, but it shall not be so among you. He said, the greatest among you shall be your servant and the chief among you shall be your minister. And Jesus said, I'm as one that serveth. He says, I came not to be ministered unto, verse 28, but to minister and to give my life a ransom for many. So simply put, Jesus said, greatness is possible. Greatness is achievable. Greatness is to be desired. In fact, greatness is the heritage of every child of God. He says, but there's a way to attaining greatness, to achieve greatness is by service. 
Jesus said, you can be great. You can become great. You can be, you can aspire to the height of greatness. He said, however, that you must serve to achieve greatness. He says, do not be desirous of position. You know, what we have in the world today is a world of narcissism and, and conceitedness. We live in a world that is full of egocentric uh, individuals, people who seek position, not via service, but because they want to be lords and governors and rulers. But they do not understand that the acceptable pathway to greatness is by service. Service is the way, the, the pathway that God has created for man to attain greatness. We can serve our way to greatness. We can become great. You know, sometimes I, I marvel, you know, you go to a big church or a big organization or a big, uh, um, an environment where a lot of people are gathered. And, you know, people always look out for those who are seated in the front rows, people who are the so-called uh, uh, organizers, people who are the so-called movers of, 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 of society. But, you know, oftentimes God do not look at those people. God look at those who are in the background. God looks, looks at those who are offering service. God looks at the, uh, the sanctuary keeper who may be nobody in the sight of men, but in the sight of God is great. God looks at those who are sanctuary workers and those uh, who are traffic controllers who contribute their service to the kingdom of God and without expecting a reward from man. They offered their service because they understood that service is the pathway to greatness. In the sight of God, those people in a congregation, God is not looking at the so-called mega pastors. He's not looking at so-called big leaders in the society. God is looking at that little man who in a little corner is doing service to humanity. That man who's looked beyond himself to offer himself as service to others. That man who has given himself as a, a commitment to the betterment of others. That man or woman who contributes in the little way, the little quarter, and the little, the widow's might in the betterment of others. Amazing, Jesus said, he sat one day over the offering. And the Bible said he was looking at the offering. And a lot of people came and, you know, some came with hefty envelopes. Some came with mighty, big, you know, bags. And they dropped their offerings and amazingly, this woman came the, with the widow's might and she dropped her last dime. And Jesus said, asking his disciples, who is the greatest amongst us? Who gave the greatest? And they said, oh, but the guys who came with the heavy stuff. And Jesus said, no, it was that woman who gave the least. Why? Because she gave it out of service, out of sacrifice, out of inconvenience. She said, he said, all those other guys gave it out of Maybe they want to show up. Maybe they want to be relevant. Maybe they want to be important. They gave out of the abundance of what they have. But this woman gave out of the nothing that she had. She ordered, rendered service. She understood that greatness is tied to service. You want to be great? You want to be recognized? You want to be, you want to be known? You want to be valued by God? Then do service to humanity. Fulfill the purpose for which you were created, and that is service. Be a part of God's perpetuation of his creation by the service you render. 
Render your service. It doesn't matter what how small you think it is. It doesn't matter how little you think it is. If you render your service in the betterment of another, God cherishes it and blesses you for it. God does not look at the enormity of what you bring. He looks at the sincerity of what you bring. God is not after the enormity of your resources. He's after the enormity of your sacrifice. And that sacrifice could be anything. It could be you cleaning the church. It could be you uh, helping someone's children to school. It could be you um, 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 watching traffic in church. It could be you cleaning the chair. It could be you arranging the chairs. It could be you ushering. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as you're doing it out of a heart, a genuine heart, to God and to man, as long as you are part of that process of keeping God's creation in, in motion, as, part, as long as you are part of that contributory factor to God's desire to see that humanity is served by his creation, then you have accomplished greatness. You are on your pathway to greatness. Indeed, God will say to you, like he said to Lazarus, when Lazarus died, the Bible said he went to heaven Lazarus went to heaven because he gave service to humanity. Lazarus went to heaven. Out of nothing that he had, he made heaven. Why? I believe that Lazarus was a server. He served humanity in the way that he could. And the great man who had a lot of resources on earth, who people looked at as great man, didn't, he went to hell. Why? Because his service was not rendered to humanity. His service was himself. You know, he loved the position. He loved the attention. He loved the attraction that his position gave. It wasn't that because he wanted to serve. It was because he wanted men to acknowledge and applaud him. He wanted to be uh, the one that others served. You know, if you're in a position and others are serving you, then know that you are not great. In fact, you are the smallest of all men. Because whatever position you are, you have, and you are, you're in, and you're not serving others, then you are one man most miserable. If your position and your mindset is that others should serve you, then I'll tell you a story, a little story in Judges chapter nine. It's a little story, but of profound, of great profundity. It was about Jotham, you know, uh, Gideon had just died and he had about 70 children uh, and some he had out of wedlock. And all the way, if you go to verse seven, uh, Abimelech, conspired with his countrymen or his, or his, or his, or his, uh, uh, his, his tribesmen uh, to kill all the children of Gideon. They killed about 70 of them. And one little, the last born escaped. His name was Jotham. Jotham escaped. And well, they told him what, you know, they told him what the, the Abimelech and the, the men of Shechem had done, had, con, had conspired to do in order to enthrone Abimelech. So Jotham went uh, to the hilltop and Jotham said to them, and he proclaimed a prophetic statement. He said that, uh, give us a little story and a very, very powerful uh, and very, very profound. He said that the trees of the forest all gathered together to make for themselves to a king. And they said to the olive tree, uh, come and be king, come and reign over us. And the olive tree said, shall I leave my fatness by which by which I honor God and man and be promoted as king over you. That means the olive tree said, no, I, I do not want to exist as a leader without contribution to the development of humanity. I do not want to be a, a leader who does not, does not pursue the purpose for which I was created. I do not want to leave my purpose of serving humanity and God 
and then become uh, a figurehead leader. Then they said, okay, they went to the fig tree and said to the fig tree, uh, fig tree, can you come and be king of us? And the fig tree said, shall I leave? Shall I forsake my fatness? Uh, this, the sweetness of my, of my fruit uh, by which man enjoys it and, and which it blesses humanity and come to rule over you and be promoted over you. He said, no. Then they went to the vine tree and the vine tree said, shall I leave my sweetness by which uh, that the chariot God and man and come to be promoted as king over you. And then finally, the trees all spoke, okay, you guys don't want to be, you just want to serve. You don't want to be king, okay? Then they went to the bamboo tree. And the bamboo tree offers nothing. It is a tissel. It is as, as useless as anything. But he said, and when they said to the bamboo tree, bamboo tree, be king of ours. Oh, the bamboo tree said, if it is true that you have anointed me to be king over you, then all of you come and pay obeisance to me. Come and put your trust in my shadow. And if you do not put your trust in my shadow, fire will come out of me and devour you. Did you see that? He said, the fire shall devour the cedars of Lebanon. Imagine that. All of the people who offer, who, are, who, have, who have something to offer, all of the trees, you know, the vine tree, the fig tree, yeah. the, 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 um, the olive tree, all of them had something to offer. And because they had something to offer, they said, our service is more important than the position that you want to place us in. And the bamboo tree that had nothing to offer. So, you know, that ministered to me to say that if you seek position simply because you want others to serve you, then you are like the bramble tree. You have nothing to offer, but you want others to serve you. And if that is the case, uh, you're of all men, like I said before, most miserable. If your desire to maintain position, if all of you, all of the things that you desire in life is to just be seen and not be committed to the service of humanity, then you are like the bramble tree. The olive tree says, my service is to mankind, but God is the ultimate determiner of my blessing. God is pleased that I serve others. The olive tree says, I, I please God and I please man by what I produce. The fig tree said, I cheer God up by what I produce. The vine says, I give God pleasure by the things I produce. You see, when people are committed to service, where they occupy is not, is not relevant. When people are committed to service, their service will seek them out and make them great. Story of Joseph was the same. Joseph was in prison. He was serving humanity. And because he served humanity, he became great. So service brought, their, David, uh, brought Joseph to the palace. You see, service brought Joseph to prominence. Service brought Joseph to relevance. The Bible talked about Jesus. He said that I will give him in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 12. He said, I will divide him a portion with the great. And I will give him, I divide him a portion with the strong because he had poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he gave his life for many and he, was not, and, he, and he made intercession for the transgressors. Did you see that? Jesus became great because he gave service to humanity. And that's why Jesus said, I'm as one that served. I've not come to be ministered to. If you're a leader and you always want people to minister to you, if you're a leader and you think there are certain tasks you can't do, if you're a leader and you think that you must be Lord over everybody, Jesus said, no, that's not the way to greatness. He says, you are the smallest of all men. He says, whither is greater, whether is greater, he that is 
serving or he that seated at meat? He says, no, the greater is he who serves. And I'm as one among you that serve it. I said, I came not to be ministered unto, but to minister to others and to give my life as a ransom for many. I wonder what you are, what service you are rendering where you are. I wonder what service you are giving where you are. I wonder what little commitment you have made to making life better for others. You know, it doesn't matter what position you occupy. It doesn't matter where you are now. As long as you serve, God will always create pathway for you to attain to greatness. Let me close with the, these few scriptures in Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 4. So this is how we serve for it to be accepted, acceptable in the sight of God. Rendering your service in an acceptable way for God to say, yes, well done, my faithful servant. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, it says that servants be obedient unto your masters according to the flesh. It says, be, sorry, I'll take that again. Servants be obedient unto your, unto your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling as on to the Lord. He says, uh, with singleness of heart, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as unto the Lord, doing service from the heart. He says, doing service with good, doing service with goodness of heart. He says, knowing that whatsoever good thing ye do, it shall be, you shall receive a reward for it, whether you be bond or free. So he says, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as unto the Lord doing service from the heart, doing service from the heart. He says, and you know that whatsoever you do, you shall receive a reward for it, whether you be good, whether you be bond or free. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter your status in life. It doesn't matter your position in life. He says, when you do service out of a good heart, when you do service willingly and, 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 and genuinely, Jesus said that that is the great gateway to greatness. He said, doing service willingly from your heart, not as I pleases, with singleness of heart, with singleness of purpose. You know, I said that if you, if that's your motive in doing service, you don't need any matrix for performance. You don't need to be over, over to be to be monitored. You don't need anybody to 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 evaluate your work. You don't need anybody to spy on you or to make sure you do the work. Because you are doing it out of a heart that is that is that is genuine. You know that not man, the man or the employer or or the man who is an overseer is not who you are doing service to. You are doing service to God by rendering service to humanity. You are doing service to God. So he says, be obedient to your masters. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they come from. He says, as long as you have chosen to work with them, he says, then be obedient and do that service out of the pureness of your heart, knowing that you're doing it unto the Lord and not unto men. Our prayer is that you will render service, service genuinely. You will render service out of the singleness of your heart. You will render service not as a, not with, not as I, uh, as with eye service as a man pleaser, but as unto Christ, doing service from the heart, knowing that your reward is with God. I pray to God that as you engage yourself in the service of humanity, thereby serving God, God will create to you a gateway to
to your greatness. Let me go close with this scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 15. He said, therefore, brethren, be ye steadfast or movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor shall not be in vain. I pray that God will keep you and he will uphold you and I will open your eyes that you will know that service is the pathway to greatness. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you your own inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. The Lord keep you and bless you and the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Until next week, when we'll be meeting again and seeing another uh, expose uh, and following in the direction that God will take us for next week, I believe that this is your week and keep believing, keep standing strong and keep hoping in God. Bless, God bless you and keep you. Goodbye.